You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Lambgoat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up? Welcome to this week's episode of Lambgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Today I'm joined by none other none other than Fuming Mouth's Mark. Is it Waylon Wallen? How do you pronounce Waylon? Waylon. All right, I got it on the first go. That is a rarity for this podcast. So, Mark, welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, I know you had a, a busy last couple of years, and we'll get into it. But how are you doing today? Dude, um, today's cool. My friend uh, Tara's visiting from uh, the United Kingdom. She's hanging out with me and uh, my fiance. And um, yeah, today's a good, good essay. Just chilling. Nice. And you're still in the um, Massachusetts area, Boston area, or is that? Yeah, I'm in Boston right now. Right now, I'm at an Airbnb uh, in Woburn. Okay. Well, um, yeah. I know you guys are getting you're getting ready to go on tour again. I think you got a tour coming up with um, Final. Final Gasp and oh fuck, who's the headliner? Masters of uh, Master Devil Master Devil Master. There it is. Yeah, I fucking was halfway there. Um, you also have a couple singles that you guys have released recently in the near uh, in the near past here. I guess we'll call it because this is going to come out in a couple weeks, two weeks or so. Um, and then around this time, I guess your new album is coming out as well. The second uh, the second follow up to your first length or to your first full length. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, oh god, where is that coming out of? Don't tell me. I will remember it. Mm, no, I won't. Okay. It comes out Last Day of Sun, our second full length album by Fuming Mouth, comes out November third on Nuclear Blast. Nuclear Bass, that's what it was. Yeah, I knew it was November third. I knew it was November third. Yeah. I'm halfway there. There's a lot of stuff going on in the metal world you got to keep up to date with, especially on these podcasts. And I'm doing like four of these this week, so it's crazy. Dude, I feel like it's uh, this season, you know what I mean? There's like so much good music coming out right now and exactly. so much, so much music coming out. I agree. Put good aside and just like, you know what I mean? You, you can't even a lot of the times differentiate between good and bad because there's so much coming out. I agree. I agree. Is there anything that you're listening to particularly, like new bands that you are, new albums that you kind of dug the last couple of months? Today, um, this band, Life Sick, just put out a new song. Uh, I'm featured on it. Yep, yep, yep. They um, just got signed to Metal yeah. Blade. They just signed to Metal Blade. And then uh, I know Todd Jones from Nails and Terror. Um, he's on uh, a track, too. And yeah, they're an awesome band. And uh, that's the first, like, that's their first, like, first single for Metal Blade. And, uh, I think everything they got coming out is going to be really, really good. Nice. Are you more into? Uh, I know you are from the death metal background for the most part, but do you do you uh, kind of moonlight a lot more these days uh, in different genres that you listen, like on a regular day listen, like an everyday listen type thing? Um, 
No, I listen. I have a pretty like wide range of music I listen to. I mean, it's definitely like outside of metal. Um, it's definitely inside of metal. I can really deep dive a lot of like a lot of metal archives reviews and demos. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it really depends. What am I listening to today? Is it is it uh, raining? I'm gonna listen to Cold Cave, okay. or um. Am I going to go for, I don't know, something like, uh, listen, something like Life Sick, how they just came out with a new song, and it's like, you know how a new song is with that, like, or any new music that comes out, you know what I mean? You got to check it out. It's cool. Yeah. Well, um, I know you've had a long road back to just being normal, kind of, or whatever you would call normal these days. I don't necessarily know where you're at in your road to recovery, but, um, you know, let's just get into it. I, I know, like, late 2021, you got, like, the call. Or you kind of, you know, got word that you were uh, sick in more than more ways than you thought. Yeah, um, I was diagnosed with uh, leukemia. Yeah, and that's the blood cancer. And luckily, you had like a not a like a really horrid case of it. Um, you know, but also although you did have to get a a bone marrow transplant and all the treatments to to do with that. So let's kind of run through that in a really brief, uh, really brief segment here. You know that history. So you know you you're not feeling well and you go to the hospital and then you know you take it. Dude, I mean, um, yeah, I was uh, I I got just diagnosed. With, I I felt sick. I thought you know what was the flu? Got uh, instead of you know when you have the flu, mm-hmm. you just like. Or any kind of sickness, you have a fever, and it starts to get, you know, just better and better as the days go on. Mine just got worse and worse. And then um, I went in, and, uh, you know, it wasn't like this moment where, like, we have to rush him to the hospital. You know, I went in, and um, I just wasn't able to leave. And they kept saying I couldn't leave because of one thing that led to another, and I just had to get, you know... They had to do hundreds of tests on me, and then eventually it just came back that I was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. Um, and it was it, it's considered like a intermediate risk, so it's not fun. It's not it, fun. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't fun for a second, but um, it was something that could be solved and treated. And we got we just we went right to it. And then I'd say like right after that. Um, it was just uh, trying to figure out how to get a bone marrow transplant. Yeah, and then um, and then I got bone marrow transplant in 2022, yeah, March 2022, and then ever since then uh, I've just been recovering and uh, honestly feeling better every day until like two weeks ago. I had to. I, I still have like it's so weird. I feel good, but I have like uh like still like liver issues and shit. Like I have a wicked bad liver. So, um, is that from yeah. the treatment or from oh, the yeah. disease? Okay. It's, it's specifically from uh treatment or it's from the transplant. And, um, right now it seems like I'm just on too many like medicines and stuff mm-hmm. like, you know, that's carrying over from, uh, residually that's carrying over from my treatment. And, uh, that's, what's causing a lot of my liver issues. So besides that i mean i'm up i'm playing guitar i'm playing yeah. shows i'm like hanging out with my friends i'm doing stuff you know i i'm i'm kind of killing it right now dude i don't yeah, know it's not hindering you really it's just there it's just a part of your everyday it's life just this, it's like yeah it's like uh my friend ryan from high command says it he's like it's like going to like uh the dmv or some shit like that <laughs> i just gotta i just gotta go in and like just register just make sure 
make sure uh, or going to the mechanic you know yeah, what i yeah. mean like making sure the car is working that's it yeah um has it changed has like that that situation changed how you approach like your everyday life like do you oh yeah do dude. you eat better do you did you give up any of those bad vices people have you know along the lines that they pick up in life did you know like how's no, that changed? My, i'm because i am still living in it even though i'm saying that so like my diet is like I'll get better and then like I'll be like fuck this and then I'll just like eat whatever I want so I, I don't know if you could say I don't know if I could say it one way or another yeah yeah it's hard to give up you know the bad foods or I think I was uh, didn't I hear that you were you weren't allowed to eat like raw foods too for a while and that included like vegetables and just other things like that so there was like a large That's part correct. of your diet that was like just taken out so I could see how you're like fuck it dude give me what a b or c I, I just went to this place called uh the friendly toast it's like there's a bunch of locations around Boston. If you're ever in Boston, go go to the Friendly Toast. It's amazing. And um, yeah, I just like I just got the big like double egg sandwich and uh, with like bacon. So and my girl's vegan, so that's like oh, it's wh- like rough. the opposite of what she, what she did. But they, if you are vegan though, they have tons of vegan food too. It's shout out to the Friendly Toast. Nice. Um... God, I want to ask you about that, but we'll 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 get into the vegan the vegan non vegan relationship later because that seems like a it could be a you know testy at times when you're picking out what to eat on Thursday Friday nights or something like that and letting her yeah you pick, yeah you know? for sure dude I fuck with vegan food too don't, don't well yeah yeah I mean I, I'm assuming you would kind of borderline have to at this particular point it's like probably a bulk of your diet uh, just because yeah, you're, not yeah. not because of your situation just because of oh no 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 is, just yeah. because yeah 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 definitely but yeah. I'm down I'm so down nice Kerpalu is vegan bro yeah 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 I mean dude a lot of people in the uh, the hardcore metal industry are definitely in that you know group of, of dieters so for sure there are a lot of people that are vegan vegetarian and there's a lot of people that just eat meat you know i've done that for a quarter quarter of my time here on the world yeah 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 that's a fun one that's also a hard one but it's harder than you would think to eat all meat all day <laughs> i don't know if you've ever tried it oh, um i haven't mm. carnivore diet yeah it's Straight different up. it's different it, you get you definitely get a lot uh, a lot uh tireder as the day goes on because you're not like having sugar or carbs so that's good for me because i have this thing where like i ingest sugar probably way too much whether it's soda or or some kind of you know food item like candy or something that's baked or like a baked good or something like that and uh i feel like i stay up all night and when i was on the carnivore diet for that time period i felt like damn i'm falling asleep 10 30 11 o'clock and waking up like way earlier than i've ever woken up before but uh yeah that didn't last long, obviously. So I snapped right out of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, second record. Um, hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this, give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lambgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lamgoat, 
or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show. I mean, a lot of that's probably about, you know, your battle with, with the leukemia and, and everything like that. When did you guys start? When did you start? Or how should I preface this? I know you are kind of like the main driving force or were the main driving force behind Fuming Mouth and the writing process. Is that, and that's how the band kind of started was kind of like a quote unquote, like solo project for you uh, just to kind of get some stuff out. And then, you know, you started taking it more seriously and this, that, the other doing tours, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, you got it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the second, the second album, do you start writing that prior to getting the diagnosis or like after I wrote it? I wrote it before I got diagnosed. Okay. So the and mu- we recorded eight songs um, with uh, this dude Charlie Corinne. He plays. He's the drummer of Morbid Angel and Incantation. Mm-hmm. And um, that was what was going to become the out- last day of Sun. And um, and then we booked our time with Kerpalu at God City, in December twenty twenty one, and then three weeks before that I got diagnosed mm. so it was it you know it's it was written before I got sick but then I had so much time in the hospital once I went outpatient was waiting out of the hospital and had to wait to get back into the hospital um, I would just play guitar all day and a lot of it changed a lot of it changed I just started moving around things just out being bored yeah just you know what I mean it. Just nitpicking it, yeah, for sure. Not even nitpicking it, dude. Like, like I mean, I genuinely mean being bored and just like sitting there with my guitar and having nothing to do. And then, like, eventually, by the time I got back together with the band, it was like, oh, well, no, th- I, this part should go like this now, and this should go like this. And I realized, I'm like, oh wow, I just changed a lot of this. So, uh, you know, it, it's not like it was never written about cancer or anything it was it was written before we released the grand descent or the title was the first riff was and the last song was and like um because right when i finished the grand descent i i thought i'm like i just fucked up that is not how you record an album this is the first <laughs> album i ever recorded it is a fucking mess and uh yeah but for lack of a better word we'll call it like a happy accident but yeah. um i was really focused on making like a cohesive album you know, an album you can listen to where every song is different. Or even if you're com- if you're coming to the album and you don't like death metal, you're gonna find a, a song you like. If you're coming to the album and you only like death metal, um, there there's going to be a song you like. So yeah. e- either way, you know that that's always that was always the the goal. Instead of just slamming people with riffs fat riffs soaked in hm2 to really try and bring in dynamics i hate using that word but like because <laughs> I, I hate when corny ass bands are like oh we're more dynamic we brought this in no yeah. you didn't you suck yeah and like this this has like this is a lot more like you know there's just like there's more solos, there's more standout riffs. Instead of there being five breakdowns, there's one breakdown where you're like, mm. that's the breakdown. And um, that's in the song, Burial Grounds. Okay. I'm really excited for that one to come out. So it's kind of like and, um, uh, less crossover-y vibes, like less like hardcore crossover vibes, like more death metal oriented? 
No, but there's crossover vibes. There's well, yeah, no, I mean, like, not, not as many breakdowns, not as many breakdowns, kind of thing, like you were just saying. But that one breakdown is so fucked up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's like that it's like it's undisputed that that one breakdown is the breakdown you know yeah. and that's like so there are crossover vibes okay, Un, undeniably like i i really and in a lot of ways maybe that's what it is it's just the grand descent to its next level mm. you know mm-hmm. and what what it was supposed to be so to answer your original question you know it was written before i was sick like the bulk of these riffs were written before i was sick but then a lot changed and the, the lyrical content, was that also set in stone prior or was that something that you kind of added afterwards? That was another thing where it was like, I started writing it almost like a book. Like I wanted like Last Day of Sun to be like a fictional story. Okay. It, it's, a, it's a concept album. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, front to back and um, about like 12 songs and there's like 12 hours of daylight. And like, mm. um, it, it was very strict. It was very rigid, the plan. There was, there was like no room for like anything and then and then once i got sick that's when that's when like i started to not give a shit Mm. and like started just doing what whatever i wanted to do and like um those rules got broken and that's why it's like more of it's more of a loose concept album now gotcha is there is And, and those lyrics like you were saying i just to answer your question it's like uh it's a it's not as much as the music. The The lyrics were really, there were kind of words all over the place. And then I just kept tying them together and a, a lot. And, you know, there are songs, there's a song, Kill the Disease, which is strictly about, I want to say it's about cancer, but it's also about my graft versus host disease. And mm-hmm. it's also about like any fucking disease that anyone has to deal with. I don't care if it's addiction or like um, you have like uh, diabetes. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just to conquer that shit. So, like, how, how could I say I, I did not write that before I got sick? You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, how is the uh, uh, the graft disease? Like, how is that going? That um, shit? It's, it said, uh, that's the sick. I had this liver biopsy. It was super scary, but we got results that said it's resolving. So, I'm good. Oh, cool. So, you're kind of coming out of that. And, like, that's, for those who don't know, that's kind of like when you do get a transplant uh, your body either fights it or the the transplant fights it, and then that's kind of like what you're kind of working towards, kind of like that's make it. make those stick together. Exactly, they're like battling where they they need to be bros. Yeah, yeah, they just need to harmonize together. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Well, that's good. That's good that that's uh, happening. Um, when you originally got like the diagnosis and stuff like that, like did your world just collapse or like, you know what I mean? Like, how'd you take it? Like, how'd you personally take it? Like, did you just say like, okay, well, this is cancer. A lot of people get cancer. People beat cancer all the time. Technology is up here. You know, science is up here. It's different than like 50 years ago. Like how, how, how did you internalize it when you, you know, got the word that you weren't leaving the hospital and then it originally figured out that, that that's what you had? Um, I mean, I, the first thing I said was I just want to play one more show. Mm. I'll never forget that moment. And like, uh, you know, luckily, uh, I had people around me that loved me that were there. But, like, um, I think it just turned into, like, warfare. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was like, let's beat it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, I, I really mean that. Like, it, it turned into, like, something probably similar to war, where it's like, uh, you either live or die. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to, that's it. And, and that's kind of how everyone, like, looked at it. And that's, I can confidently say how I've gotten this far. Yeah, because I've, I've 
we have. Hey, you're friends with Pete, right? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but fortunately enough, I no, was. No, it's, it's I was, unfortunate. Yeah, dude. I was peace. friends with him, but yeah, he unfortunately passed. Yeah, yeah, dude. He like um, when I got like my transplant and got out of it, not. He put out uh, Ether Coven put out a song called "Psalm of Cancer," and I saw the song when I was on Lambgoat.com, and like I'm so serious, would not have seen that if I didn't go on Lambgoat that day. Um. And uh, yeah, I just uh, reached out to Pete for anyone watching. Pete's played in a lot of bands, but this was uh, one of his newer bands. And um, he had a battle with cancer and he was like so, such a savage. He would like, I was doing all these like young adult cancer groups and they like, they're like, I, I had a good day. I put on a shirt. I'm being so mean. I'm like, no, dude, I, people no I can only imagine what oh Pete's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, like I got, I got a salad today. But like Pete's like, I, okay, I got my four soft tech amps. They're all in a row. I just, I threw them in my trunk. I, I got band practice. I'm shooting a music video. Yeah. I'm like, you're, you're doing that all today? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got a two-hour drive to get the amps. And then th it was, dude, yeah, he was just like, I was like, I want to be like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do as much as I can. It was really confusing with him because, you know, like, um, God, I followed Pete for, like, most of my life. And then it was I was lucky enough at the end there, uh, last couple of years to, like, you know, I had one. He was, like, the sixth or seventh podcast that we did. And uh, Ether Coven was playing, like, down the street. And he came over to my house. And it's, like, a two-hour podcast on my couch or whatever. But uh, since then, we, we kind of, like, we weren't, like, besties or anything like that. But we texted all the time or whatever or yeah. talked all the time. And you know, if I saw him, you know, we always would chit chat. And um, I remember he came up to us at Furnace Fest and he kind of alluded that it was back or something like that. And that was the last I'd heard of it. And that's the last I heard that it might be back or was not going as well. And then, you know, he just kept doing shit. Like he just kept powering through. Oh, and yeah. Every, every, you know, so I was like, I don't know what's going on. It just seems like a normal person that is healthy would do that not someone who is like dying right so yeah and it was crazy uh i remember i got the text message and i was like holy fuck um but anyway yeah that 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 was uh that was a bad one that was a pretty bad one but luckily you're here and luckily there's other people that are here um but yeah i mean i also lost my mom to cancer a couple like 13 14 years ago so it's uh it's not a fun time you know what i mean dude it sucks wicked bad yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine because you're, you know, you went through it. Um, speaking of going through it, you were playing guitar after you got out of the hospital. What are you doing in the hospital? Playing guitar. Okay, so they allowed you to come in like shred? Dude, yeah. And they were like really supportive because most people are like 80. So like, <laughs> and they're all blasting like, um, what is it? Uh, Family Feud all mm. like the same time on their TVs. So like the nurses and like doctors and everything, I think they get like, really bored and uh like yeah they were really really stoked that i was playing like almost too stoked where yeah. i was like chill can i just can i just play yeah they're like hey Mark, and like uh, just shoot a riff off real quick show me a riff I'm yeah like, yeah no that was like so common like you can imagine like oh <laughs> do you know any i'm trying to think of one that they asked i don't even know dog like just ask me like crazy stuff but yeah they were i'm, I'm kidding they were so supportive you mm -hmm. know there was a guy who was like uh, anything to kill time there, like um, they they want you to do. So I, I was I was in there playing guitar. Interesting. I was you know curious because that like it was like hyperbolic time chamber. I'm not gonna lie, man. Mm, you just like for riffs. <laughs> How long were yeah. you in there for? How long were you in there before you got released? Uh, the first time I was in there for uh, 
almost a month I got released right before Christmas. Like, oh. uh, not on Christmas Eve, the night before. And that was like, it was so hype with my family that I was home. Yeah. And then uh, from there on, it was like periodically in and out and in and out. I would go in for eight days. I would go in for six. I went in for like 11. And that would come out and be like super sick. And then uh, all the treatment. way like leading up to my transplant, which then I was gone for like straight up, like I was locked up for like three months. Mm. And you would get sick from like just the treatment or whatnot, not from the disease or a little oh, bit. Oh, hell no. No, I've been in a remission since um, December, 2021. I immediately got put into remission. But the problem with my, with that cancer is it's, it, it uh, if you don't get a transplant, it comes back. There's, mm. there's no other way. Okay. And, um, Nurgle from Behemoth had the exact same cancer as me. Mm. And um, that was like 15 years ago. So, you know. Did you guys connect over that by chance? No. Um. No, we didn't. But um, sometimes I, I would, you know, when you're in that position, you kind of got to like look to yourself. You can't like look to others because it's like no one else has been through that. But, you know, every now and then I go on his Instagram story and see him walking alone getting a coffee. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I'm gonna do that too. That looks pretty cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this and get out and do that too. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was like a victory lap, just going on my own to get coffee alone. That was really cool. How much of it is mental? Like how much of that whole ordeal is just like if you don't have the right mentality, you're kind of screwed. And did coming from oh, like, you're definitely dead. Yeah. yeah. And then if did coming from like a you know like the hardcore metal scene DIY scene, did that kind of like help? with your mentality as far as like getting it just making sure that you were mentally prepared or mentally I've fighting. never I've never thought of that but it pro it probably did it probably has and like um I mean the other thing I was doing in the hospital was just listening to music mm -hmm. all the time get super nostalgic listen to something like you know because it's partly like I was on my deathbed and like I don't know. You you listening to such nostalgia like music I would never find myself listening to. Oh, like um, what? You gotta give us a little something now. If it's Limp Biscuit, uh, I'm gonna Aven Avenge Sevenfold. I okay. was listening to uh what the fuck? Me and my girlfriend would sing the song with each other. Like we're talking like backcountry or earlier than that. Oh no, no, no. It was like some corner uh or newer stuff. No. I'm really I wanna what was the one we would always fucking sing, dude? We watched the music video for "Seize the Day." Okay. That was like that was a very that was a very like uh, that's a good it was one. very cool. That was, that was like it's like very Guns and Roses, mm -hmm. and the the drummer, the Rev, is very like Motley Crue in it, and there's there's just all this like you know they're metalcore, but there's so much hair metal in it that it's like you can't you can't exactly you can't yeah. help but like laugh because yeah. it's like this is so over the top in the best way and especially you know you think i thought i would be listening to something like john mouse or something very profound and deep mm -hmm. um on my deathbed but uh <laughs> i guess i guess not you know you start you start thinking of other stuff like that so were you watching the paul mccartney uh concert during that time or was that kind of more rehab Dude, time that was after that was like um there there's this time you have to stay at like uh an on-campus apartment because it's like basically my chemo was like a shotgun blast where like um some people get it over like long periods of time for me it was like you have to get it all right now and then we give you the transplant the next day and then that way if it ever comes back the cancer can never come back because the transplant's in the way mm. and um so 
there's like this recovery period and we were I was in this like um, apartment across from Fenway Park, the baseball park for the Red Sox in Boston. And uh, Paul McCartney played there back to back nights. And you could just like see the whole entire field, the whole entire performance. And it was amazing. I assume they don't and, care that the you know the hospital people get free tickets to everything that goes on at Fenway. <laughs> dude, I, th- I think a lot of them don't want that. I'm lucky that I'm a musician and I'm like, yes, Imagine if you like don't like music and you don't like loud sounds. Yeah, you would you would go crazy in that yeah, apartment. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how people do it. Or if you for those baseball. kind of people, yeah, what's good? Or if you hated baseball either, because I'm sure baseball's there baseball. most of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Like it was. Uh, I mean, I was I was there for six weeks in that apartment, and that was that was nuts. That was when I was at like my weakest and like couldn't move around and like couldn't do shit. I'm like uh. I had to like relearn guitar in that apartment and it was like it was really like trying time mm. but um that paul mccartney concert that i got to see was really cool yeah and it was twice not just once so you know i know it was back back to like let's do it again yeah. tomorrow night <laughs> you've seen and what's you... cool is he counts in like he's like one two three four boom, 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 boom. like they are not like uh he's so old school obviously but like like no click track type thing yeah, no, but not even the drummer counting in. Like, he counted it in. Mm. <laughs> like, on the microphone to everyone, he's like, yeah. He didn't even say what's up. It was, like, mildly awkward. He was just like, one, two, three, four. And then they just started playing. Hilarious. And, but it's, like, you know, 20,000 people, you know? It, but it was, like, a small, like, small bar club vibe. It was yeah. wicked sick. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I saw him at, like, Bonnaroo, like, a decade ago or whatever. And I'm trying to remember if I remember yeah. any of it because, you know, Unfortunately, Bonnaroo also, you do a wide variety of other things outside of just listening to music. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You drink yeah. in and partying and stuff like that. So, later in the evening, it gets, Team it's people. like, yeah, 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 later in the evening, it gets, it's like, ooh, uh, you know, I don't remember much. So, that, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, happen. oh shit, that's Paul McCartney. Yeah. I've seen so many like big ass band, like big ass artists at like those festivals where I'm not like there to see like Billy Joel or Paul McCartney or anyone like that, but like I'm in the back. I don't remember any of it because they're all late, late, late in the evening. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Speaking of Boston, uh, Fenway Park, do you fuck around with sports? Are you a sports guy? Um, uh, I love football. That that's like really the only thing that I could like really talk about as far as sports. I do love the Red Sox. Don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Wakefield. Um, are the but pa- yeah, yeah. But mainly, mainly, mainly football. Patriots. Are they going to turn around this year or what? No, no, they aren't. <laughs> uh, I I wish <laughs> there's no way. Is that is that too dark to say as a Patriots fan? No, I, I mean, like I think it's rare feet. because you you never like, are how in this I, perspective. I would be a jackass if I was coming on here being like, no, Mac Jones has got this. Like, is, I would be. I, I don't know. I or I feel like I'd be lying through my teeth, and you know, I want him to, and I want the Patriots to do well, and um, is Bill, I will still be rooting for the Patriots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jaguar fan, so I've lived through even worse probably than you're probably ever going to live with the Patriots. I mean, this year is yeah, pretty yeah. rough for you guys, but like that's every year for us, you know what I mean, for the past yeah, like 20 yeah. years. Uh, and is Mac, is Mac the guy from here? Is he the guy from Bowles? I know there was a draft. Like someone got drafted. I don't know if it's him or yeah, – I, I think Mac Jones is from Jacksonville. Uh, brother – and his friend about this um i don't remember 
I yeah, don't know. Mac Jones, where'd he go to high school? <laughs> Mac Jones. Did he get yeah, yeah, drafted? No, he's from here. No, he didn't get drafted from high school, uh, but he did go to the Okay, Bulls. I was going to say, what? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that makes, that yeah, makes a yeah, lot yeah. of sense, doesn't it? Uh, no. Yeah, yo, it was literally, no, uh, no, nah, nah, nah. Mac Jones, Mac Jones has got this. Um, I don't know, man. I'm still a, I'm a Patriots fan. This, so I'll be rooting for him, dude. Yeah. I'm, I am, I am rooting for Mac Jones. Like there's like, um, just because you're down, anyone listening out there, even if you're not in sports, just cause you're down bad once doesn't mean you can come back up. That's true. You, know, you, you can come back. You can always come back even from like the smallest, ugliest thing. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Finish it. Finish your thought. I think about this all the time and I think this is really like in tune with music and like um people are really like obsessed with like success mm-hmm. nowadays and when i say success i mean like our show is sold out like we did it we sold out the show does it really matter if you sold out the show and no one cares like is that going to help you in six months or is sanguish sugar bog touring sanguish sugar bog touring with uh vomit forth bringing over cruelty who's been hard work hard working for years from japan um you know finally really getting an opportunity when other japanese bands have been getting opportunities that come over here especially in more of like a punk hardcore punk lane Mm -hmm. um you know those are how do you how do you measure success and any of that and the reality is you don't you can't yeah but um you know you can always come back and that that's kind of that that was the thought that you just sparked in my head that yeah. you asked me to finish was i think i think about it a lot and that's why i'm really excited about this devil master final gasp tour because um we're all really good friends mm-hmm. already francis so devil master is the he was, he's the basis of integrity he was for a yeah. while and um we've just all known each other for so long and there's like a certain like vibe we all have together and i know for a fact if we play a show and it's not sold out it will be um a hundred times more lit than a show that is sold out that seems like it's good and seems like it's a part of a good thing yeah so that that's kind of my thought on that um speaking of cruelty and single slugabok i saw yeah, that yeah. i saw that tour when it came to town and uh i was kind Me of too. i was kind of blown away by cruelty uh and I tweeted about it, and I was like, oh, man, Cruelty sounds so much better live. And I didn't mean it in a negative way. I just meant, like, you know, you listen to it on the Internet or, you know, your Air- AirPods or fucking in the car or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's recorded in a certain way, which is not a knock on, uh, you know, Taylor or anything like that, because he did hit me up after I fucking tweeted it. But, uh, you know, I was just like, you could just being there, watching the band, feeling, you know, feeling the atmosphere, feeling the air hit you. Cause like, obviously you're feeling, uh, you know, the sound waves and all that stuff. It was just like a whole thing. And it like clicked then when I was watching them, I was like, Oh shit, this band is like for real badass. It's not just like, you know, they're hyped because they're like a death metal kind of, you know, adjacent band from Japan. It's like, they're fucking really sick. And it really like, you know, popped the light on in my head. And then I tweeted it. And then like, everyone's like, it's supposed to sound like that, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, Taylor hit me up on Messenger, and I was like, dude, it's not even like that. <laughs> so it is what it sucks. I've been rocking with Cruelty since uh, day one. Shout out to uh, my friend uh, Brendan Coughlin. He ripped uh, a guest guitar solo on one of their songs like 
dude it might it might be five years ago if not more and uh yeah dude they they're awesome is that how you found out about them is through that no through the fan or how'd you how, you just get your ear to the i just try underground? Yep, yep ear to the ground just like always just trying to listen to good shit what were you doing prior to uh fuming mouth um i mean i started fuming mouth in 2013 and i was writing fuming mouth riffs in 2010. okay I really was like not playing in bands or if I did, I'd be playing like in a friend's band or something like, like something and it would be like a local band or I really did not have like a serious band. Oh, I did. I, I played bass in this one band tinnitus and um, they were like a power violence band. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I ever played with a band and it, it, it was, it felt like a band. You know, mm -hmm. like yeah. all, all me and the three other people in that band were all like in sync and like creating good music. And that was like really special. And um, that I would say, you know, led to what I, I wouldn't say it led to what Fumi Mouth was because that was kind of like happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. But um, that was like that, that was the one that was like before fuming mouth that was like oh wow i actually am like uh, a part of something and how did you kind of get into this like love of death metal i know when you were i know i because you liked in flames and, and and uh that needle or song and when you said that on a podcast that was like a year ago or some shit but uh i was like oh man i haven't heard the needle song in forever but i needle 24 7 yeah, 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 I, yeah. I remember My children bottom yeah and it was because like that song came out roughly around the same time halo came out or halo was a thing and you know they had the needle gun and i just constantly thought about like them writing a song about the <laughs> fucking needle gun but that wasn't working. that's probably why i loved it yeah i was like yeah it is needle 24 7 yeah that's how i thought <laughs> I was about playing it. halo yeah. and like just shooting it um I guess my love of death metal, I know exactly where it was. There's no guessing. Um, I started taking lessons, guitar lessons at this place in uh, Milford, Massachusetts called The Music House. And there was this guy, Nick, there. And he played, um, he played death metal. And he was like a super huge fan of Nile, a mm. super huge fan of Behemoth. Like something, and this was in 2006 and um he was in a band called Norseth and then one of his uh his base the bassist of Norseth this I can't remember the girl's name but she was dating a member of the Red Chord and they got interviewed by Jamie Jossa on Headbangers Ball mm. and it was like this it was like a really big deal for like my, my town that <laughs> that this North North Seth shirt was like on Headbangers Ball. Right, right. It was like a really, really big deal. Like I look back on it, like it's like comically big. And um, meeting him and that guitar teacher Nick is the one who like totally got me into death metal. And then how old I are you now? How old are you again? Sorry, I'm 33. No, no, no. How old are you then? When when this I was, was all 16. Okay, I was 16 Teenage, years old. Years. Okay. I was 16 for sure. And um. Dude, uh, yeah, I, I think I got super into death metal, but then something like wouldn't click, and it wasn't until like I really got just a few years older, and I I was like started using YouTube serious, and um, I got like Daniel Ekaroff's 
book, Swedish Death Metal. Mm. That book, that's when I read that book front to back, and then I would be YouTubing every single band. Mm. So like I and listening to them. And I realized like, oh, death metal isn't fast and technical. It's like it only is fast and technical now. It was yeah. like actually um I don't know. Let me explain to Bess in an interview where he says it's uh I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's supposed to be dumber. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's not supposed to be yeah. necrophagist. Yeah. No, you know I what it. I mean? It's I the, it. It, not no offense. I like I like them, but I'm just saying that's not what it was supposed to be. That's what it turned into. And then that's when it started to click. And yeah, that I'd say like around that age is when it all just, you know. Yeah. And the so fanaticism began. The obsession began. When do you start learning guitar? You learn, are you learning guitar at that 16. time? 16. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was teaching me guitar. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was very much like intertwined, the two of them. Yeah. And so when do you start going to shows and branching, you know, branching out into oh, other genres? I I didn't start going to shows until I was 18, which around Massachusetts and Boston, you're like, that is so, at that time, that was like, I'm old as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, can I can imagine. Like, uh, shout out to my friend Dylan Carlo. First time I met him, God, dude, was he, he might've been 13. You know what I mean? And we were going to our first shows together. I'm like, what am I doing? Like Picking up is... the, picking up the preteens on the way to the show. <laughs> no. And, uh, but, um, Regardless, it was just like I started, yeah, that 18, my friend Dan Kissel took me to um, some shows. And then ever since then, I, ju I just kept going and going and going and going. Yeah. And do you, uh, when you started writing the riffs that would come to be Fuming Mouth, was it always just like, I'm going to do a solo thing? Or did you all, did you ever think that it would be a full band project? Or? No, no. I dreamed and I, I worked so hard to try and make it a full band thing, but everyone thought I was a joke. I went on this like metal group, this like New England metal hardcore group, and like asked like if um, that's your first mistake right there, probably. Oh, dude, it was my <laughs> first mistake. It was every like elitist in metal, and back then, before my time, there was like a band Goratory. They all like they went on to be members of like Job for a Cowboy and stuff, mm -hmm. like uh, Al Glassman and stuff. And like it wasn't him. I'm saying he's he's like um, he's just a notable person. But like either way, I joined that that group and i just got roasted for being like i remember saying uh because i was playing in that band tonight so i was telling yeah. you about and that was a uh, power there's only six power violence band true six power violence bands in the world and if you say you are you're a poser you're not you're playing fast hardcore yeah but that's fine um because no one fucking cares anyways but you should yeah and uh the reality was i was a poser back then and I was like I want to play power violence and everyone at that time just started roasting me for using yeah. the words what is power violence what are we calling is that like power metal where you're gonna be violent oh like like just dude oh my god I can't even remember how many comments were on Facebook just destroying me <laughs> it was so good thing you didn't so post that bad. yeah good thing you didn't ask it on like lamb goats message board or something like that it would have been even worse I know I know dude I mean I <sighs> yeah who who knows who knows but uh no i wanted it to be like the realest shit ever but it just like wasn't happening so it was like um i just kept doing it on my own and just like writing the riffs and then just like found a drummer and just like yeah. uh i was like you know what i i it was like this time period especially when fuming mouse started where like things in massachusetts and in our scene were becoming like 
you could feel like things were coming to an end, like the venue anchors up was like being closed down or it would be talked about being closed down and then it would be like reopened or like, oh no, it's still around and then it would be closed and someone would come in. So like, it, it almost felt like I was like, okay, I'm gonna do one more, one more death metal. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do one thing, I'm gonna do it right. And like, um, yeah, that was fuming mouth. Interesting. Um, and so since you were posing in the beginning, how, mm -hmm. what, how did you get so intertwined into the scene to where like, you know, I mean, granted, obviously by this time you're, you're already in fuming mouth and you have that record out and everything leading up to this, but you know, you get into your cancer, you know, treatments and, uh, you know, everyone's posting the GoFundMe and you're getting all this, you know, super, yeah. super outreach, uh, you know, from like not only fans, but like people in the industry, people that are in other bands. Everything oh yeah. Like that. Hardcore so, scene, metal community, people in the industry, punk, the punk, uh, hardcore scene I came from everyone. Yeah. So how did you like jump the, get out of the posing pool into like the cool guy group, you know? Um, never give up. Yeah. <laughs> never give up. Just keep taking it on the chin. Keep, keep taking it on the chin and don't, don't worry about being cool. That's lame. That's like, it's the lamest thing you could ever do. Like, uh, it's one thing to act cool. It's another thing just to be it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like even you can still act cool, even when you don't know what's going on and you don't like know certain genres and you're still like learning about shit. I mean, I'm here every day on this podcast doing just that almost, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can't, I can't sit here and say I know every, you know, and that's the thing probably. People probably associate. I side with Taylor Young. Cruelty yeah. is sick. Yeah, no, they are sick. I side with Taylor Young. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but no, it's like one of these things where like, you know, you run this this outlet and people just expect you to know everything. And it's like, dude, do you know how oh, much yeah, sure. is going on? Like, there's so much I, I can't can... even take in. Yeah, I, I can only imagine, like, um, it doesn't matter what media outlet, like, there's just, like, you have your own musical preferences, and then there's, like, um, the outlet's musical preference and what, like, yeah, it, I, I think you just gotta do whatever the fuck you want. I, I don't know what it would be like to be in your shoes, but, um, yeah, I, I imagine, like, oh, it's a, it's, 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 you gotta get some silly reactions of, like, how do you expect me to do this? Oh no, they expect it. That's the problem. Yeah, they expect that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like how? How? I don't know. How would you expect me to know a certain like specific rare thing about a band? Yeah, you didn't see you know? so and so tweet this and I was like, "No, yeah. I was busy doing fucking 18 other things, doing this podcast, posting news. I got other shit going on. There's so much shit that floods in that we don't have time to even check out, you know what I mean? So, sorry to yeah. everyone who had submits a song to for us to post. It's like that's not I don't know how we oh, can dude, go through dude, that. that is like, yeah, let it go. Like, like work, work on like building your own scene. And I came from like a great group of friends that like, and we all just play music together. Like tinnitus, like I was saying. And once you do that, then it just starts to like, just kind of starts to flow. And yeah. then um, like, if we start yeah. seeing your name around, like, like, if you, like you said, if you start building up a little bit of like, you know, hoopla about you and some, you know, eventually we'll yeah. see it. Everyone will see it. And then, you but know, I wasn't even thinking of it like that. It's so weird. It was just like, I was just doing it. And then that, and then that happened. So you just, it's yeah, it's like Nike. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Just keep going just, and just, just do it. Keep swinging for the fences, you know? And yeah. the thing is like, uh, like, with it's like Pete, it's like Pete from remembering never just do it. Yeah. yeah. It's not, that's not what he was saying, but 
he would say fuck god yeah no he would definitely <laughs> say that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, he yeah. Would de- he, that guy was such an interesting fucking cat man it sucks uh yeah, we yeah, we, sure. we uh went record shopping with him at the i don't know about a year and is half that ago. getting released yeah people keep asking about he it, told man. me i know yeah you're, <laughs> i have not asked this is my first time i know but people are, we've you been now. flooded i got my expectations where's yo where's the shopping with pete video it's what? coming dude it's coming it's coming dude it's coming it just now it feels weird like as when he died, I was like, fuck, dude, now we really have to fucking push that. And like, you yeah. know, we, we've got so much other shit. Um, we've got so much other shit that that particular team is working on. Like they're doing a documentary for Dallas Taylor and his recovery. And they're doing some other things with like uh, the 70K ton cruise, you know, that big metal cruise that goes yeah. down. They, we, I, got, I got jumped at a Maylene in the Sons of Disaster show once and almost died. Wow. Let's, do we want to talk about that? I mean, dude, I was at a upstairs Palladium, and um, these three uh, these three dudes were there, and I had no like no guy friends, no one with me, and I was near the pit. This guy kind of started something with me. I swung on him, so he swung back at me. I got the best of him. It, it didn't, we didn't really get to fight. The security guard took him out, and then. His friends were so pissed mm. that their friend got kicked out over me. And, um, dude, just at the end of this set, they literally beat the fucking shit out of me. Wow. Yeah. I had another friend there. He played in the band. Uh, he, he filled in for this band, The Carrier. Do you yeah. remember The yeah, Carrier? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, dude. One, he said that one of them hit me in the back of the head with an eight ball. So that's like why. Wow. Yeah, dude. So like, you like knocked out, knocked out? Like the head I don't head. remember any of it. Yeah. I woke up to Dallas Taylor in the hospital ab- above me. This, oh, really? This was so many years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came to the hospital and he was with my mom. And um, I got to ask him about that. Ask, do you know him? I mean, I've been talking to him in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we uh, at yeah. this particular point since we went down and shot all this stuff, we've been going back and forth for the last year and a half or something like that. So, yeah, no I can shit. I can ask him about it and tell him to hit you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't talked to him in that long, but like, uh, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. He came and he like he like paid for the co the copay. Oh wow, cool. That's good. And man. like, uh, you paid for my mom because, yeah. Um, that leads me in. That leads me into another kind of topic that I'm always going back and forth on. And you're from an area where this is kind of like a thing, you know, yeah. uh, the crowd killing slash moshing, ninja dancing, uh, hardcore, you know, moshing. Um, God, it's you know, I like I like it, but I also hate it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it. Like when I used to go to shows, it was much different. And so as it's progressed, you know, as like the internet has gotten its hands on it and the newer generation sees this crazy chaotic moshing. Yeah. I feel like they've tried to take it to the next level and it's just so much more dangerous and violent. And I know that really, people, yeah, you think it's more dangerous now. I think so because I think more people are in the pit. There's more people that are at these shows in general. There's more people. I feel to- like people are more aware that these like younger kids don't know what's going on. And then like mm. the younger kids are trying harder. All I know is sometimes I've been to some shows where I've seen some friends really hold back, and I'm like, "You, oh, the you older have dudes, no idea." Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the, close you were to going to the hospital. I feel like the like, older the older cats definitely, but the younger cats just don't have that wherewithal, and they're just going, 
balls to the wall. I have I have been seeing that. Yeah, go go off, go off. Yeah, so it's just it's I don't know. I'm down with it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because I it, do feel I it's feel a like vibe there's... thing. It's a vibe thing for me. I'm just gonna cut right to the chase, and it's like sometimes, um, there there's like it depends on the room. You know mm. what I mean? Like yeah. you can't be going around and beating the shit out of people at a bad show. Like there's there's no point. You yeah. can't you can't justify that. Yeah. If if the vibe's not there, that's not there. But like this is an extremely aggressive style of music, and you can't choose what kind, what like reaction. You can't you, exactly. You can't. You can't. You yeah. can't. And that is the power of of music that's the, yeah. the beauty of it kind of it's making and your body do those weird moves you know i get it it is it is and there there are times where people you know step out of line and do something they shouldn't i'm not saying that isn't the case but yeah like, similar with yeah. like your situation i'm sure that was like a pit situation where you know something it was one around. thing to another yeah. you know what i mean and then it was like i'll, I'll hate i'll i'll, I'll not <laughs> fuck those guys but like um yeah, it is one of those things where it's just like one thing leads to another. And I think people forget that and they only see the really dramatic thing, like yeah. someone getting knocked out and they're like, this is fucked up. And it is fucked up, but certain things lead to that. And uh, I think just like being aware of like the space that you're in mm-hmm. and like what what is going on, as long as it's like community based, then everything should be okay. Yeah. And things do happen and people do get whipped. At a fuming mouth show, my ideal fuming mouth show is everyone packed in singing singing the lyrics and climbing on top of each other. So like, not not knocking people out. No pit. Just like a big no, pile on. Yeah, but I but they, I, I don't get to choose that. You know what I mean? That's up to the vibe. That's up mm-hmm. if does the music resonate with people like that? But a big pile on, yeah, but I mean like it's fuming mouth at the end of the day. I think people are gonna get in that mosh pit. Especially for that breakdown, that solid. Yeah, solid that one. Yeah, burial grounds. Wait, <laughs> yeah. November third, burial grounds. Put it in the put it in your notes, peoples, in the phone yeah. reminder. Um, Track eleven, burial grounds. Yeah, I mean the and again, I'm not shitting on hardcore dancing or moshing or anything like that. That's yeah, where no, I'm, no, I'm no, sitting no, no, on no. the end of the pit. Like my ideal situation, if I'm oh, in a show, dude, I'm on the back of the pit. So many friends. I'm just that are watching. Like, you're at least you're kind of seeing this from both sides. I, they are like, what the fuck is that? That is the stupidest fucking thing i've ever seen yeah. you look like an idiot and i'm like that's true they do look stupid but they kind of look cool too if yeah. you really look at it long enough i don't know there's so much like back and forth that it's like i really stress like um the space you're in you know what i mean mm-hmm. you you can't like there was a while where it was like we want to create a safe space but then like i would see somebody who like uh you know um definitely does not belong in a safe space ironically in that safe space because they were safe Mm -hmm. because they knew that like no one would do anything about it and they could go to that place and they were actually somebody that has done something horrible i've seen that happen a lot of times so i don't think you can just cut and dry say that anymore yeah and uh i think it really needs to just be a community effort to like really make sure that like um um LDB does it good. Yep. Um, they're they're a great fest. We have um, we we we. Uh, I'd love to go, but I don't know if we're really invited. So. Oh shit! Well, you know what? That's that's. I don't know shit about that. No, no, I know. It's not. We've tried for years, and just no response. So, <laughs> it is what it is. Hey man, um, 
that fest is awesome. Oh no, no, and, for sure. Uh, all the, all like the photos, all the good, photos and videos yeah. of that shit just look completely wild. There's a reason why I want to attend it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. And uh, what was I gonna say? Um, America's hardcore uh, mm-hmm. in Boston. That's mm-hmm. a really good hardcore fest. Um, but then like, in it's it just really it really depends on the festival the those are just two hardcore festivals you know there's plenty of metal festivals right. like maryland death fest and everything too and like the these are the fests where it's like um you know what goes on in the pit no matter how heinous it is we're not talking about just crowd killing i'm talking about throwing ladders uh, into the pit and shit Trash no i'm cans. talking about a girl like like have, like performing sexual acts during the autopsy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember hearing about it's that? Just, I, 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 support that. If that's all consensual, it's gross and disgusting. That's like, autopsy. That's like some Juggalo fest type shit. You, that's like no, some, no, it is not. No, you, it is you respect not. That it, is autopsy. Ex- <laughs> that is disgusting, dripping death metal shit, and I fuck with it. Good. And let right. let let them work. Let them work. And uh, as long as it's okay in that space, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. If it infringes on somebody else's shit. And you know, someone else. Then you know, I, I don't. Something has to change. But uh, it, it's room to room is what I'm saying. Gotcha. You know, you can't. You know, and and people are assholes and fuck up and knock people out and punch people when they shouldn't be. You know, and yeah. then uh, and that's and not do the bulk of it. They shouldn't. That's not the bulk of yeah. them. You know what I mean? But that is. Yes. I think when when that's what I was kind of trying to get at. I think that content reaches peak on like these internet social sites, and then kids just think that's that's what it is and it's not that and they try to go and mimic that that's where i that's where i'm starting to feel like that's a little odd you know what i mean because it used to be like and i'm a florida kid you know i'm down here in north florida and the uh unbroken wings and shattered realm used to come down here all the time because it was all like a eulogy you know eulogy tour package with like uh, evergreen terrace or something like that and god when those boston guys would come down it would be like oh fuck <laughs> it would just be like you better have your head on a swivel in the pit because they they do it a little differently up there. I don't look at it that deep, but yeah. Well, it was like twenty something years ago at that point. I mean, it was so long ago. But yeah. Um, is this uh is this tour coming up for you like the first big four way and and like you know leaving and touring with the band since everything's happened for you? We toured with the Black Dolly Murder and Terror. Um, that was the first big one to be like, let's see if we can do it. Let's see mm. if Fumi Mouth can do seven weeks. And we did. And um, this is going to be the first one where we start playing uh, these Last Day of Sun songs. I'm really, really like, oh, man, I, I'm very, very eager to play them. And uh, I'm, re- I'm even more eager to present them to the world, just put it out there. Then, um, Yes, this is going to be the start of that. And then we, we're going to uh, tour the UK in January around a festival out there. Uh, that'll be We've been trying to go to the UK for three years now. Um, so that's going to be huge. It's going to be really great. We're bringing out a Celestial Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that band? Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to bring them. That's going to be awesome. And then uh, we got some more stuff planned for 2024. So the answer is yes. Cool. Um, and I know you've spent like years writing and recording and sitting on, you know, basically this this record that you are about to release. So like, do you have the itch or have you already it started itching the new writing, uh, you know, bug? Have you started? The, the moment um, I finished uh, writing this album, I came up with the title and started wrote like the next. We recorded... Um, 
two songs for the third album, one recording this oh. album. Okay, so you already kind of have some kind of... We're good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. The third album's like good to go. Wow. How long are you going to sit on that bad boy? Um, that's going to come out in 2025. But okay. you know what? Last Day of Sun was supposed to come out in 2021, and God damn it did not. Yeah. Well, there's a lot <laughs> no, of other shit that happened, too. Yeah, I mean. listen, listen. There's things, three things that could fuck you up. You can't forget this. Anyone listening to me and Lurk right now. Law, nature, and health. Yeah. Any of those three things will fuck you up. And if you think you're above that, um, just get ready. Just get ready. Because those things will keep swinging. Oh, the yeah. law will keep attacking you. The law will fuck you up and arrest you. Like, health will fucking come back and get you. Like, you've got to be on top of that. And then, I don't know, temperature, weather, any of those three things can interfere. But, yeah, going to uh, follow this up with a, a third record for sure. Nice. And um, how, is it, how does it differ from, you know, the most recent one that you, at this particular point, have released, but you're releasing it in two weeks? Um, You know, that one's going to be... Uh, a it, lot heavier. So it's like, is it death metal? Is it more it's, death metal? It's or? going to be way more, way, way, way more heavy death metal. It, it Basically, like, the melodic stuff we've touched upon and the death metal stuff we've touched upon, I know, like, right now the two singles are kind of misleading to the album. They're, they're very, like, melodic. And uh, the rest of it is very... There, there's some other stuff on it. And um, this one, this, this next record... From what I see, it will be way more, way more riffing, way more metal, way more melodic, just all in those specific moments. And I think it's going to be less kind of walking a fence on both of those styles and more like really sitting into like, um, you know, one of those kind of, um, one of those genres or one of those like motifs mm -hmm. how much of the, like the writing process or creative creativity of the of fuming mouth comes from you and does any of it come from any other input as far as like other members that you've kind of brought onto the project since you know it's, it, 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 it comes for me it's it's definitely it's definitely me working on it me writing it all me sitting in my laptop in um, uh, a DAW, whether it's like Logic, um, GarageBand, um, Ableton, or even Pro Tools. That's what I've been trying to use now. Mm. And um, figuring it out. And then I kind of bring it to the table with uh, everybody else. And then we see what works and mm. what's going to work best live so that none of us are like, um, you know, so we can like perform it the best. I gotcha. Um, yeah. One thing I want to kind of, before I kind of cut you loose here, because we're going over an hour. Uh, so, you know, you, I'm going back to being sick, obviously. So yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're, you're sick, uh, you know, all this stuff goes on and then like the GoFundMe stuff pops up and then like you wake up one day and you're like six figures donated. Like, how is that as like, as a person, let alone, you know, just you like waking up knowing that like over X amount of people have donated, you know, six figures towards your, your treatment recovery and all this stuff. Like how, like explain to me what that's like for you personally to just wake up to. Um, dude, I mean, it was just, 
There was no other word to use, but it was just such a relief. It was so bad, dude. It was like it. It was um maybe days before that. It was me looking at my now fiance and and my girl and just being like, I don't even want to say it. Just trying to figure out like what are we going to do mm -hmm. because at the time I was working um for calling I was working for COA mm -hmm. like calling of Arabia taking out trash and like literally like pushing dumpsters and um and that's what I was doing to like get by and make money and there was no way I could do that and uh yeah I, I can the only word I can use is just relief because after so when I got diagnosed and I had you know chemo I told you I went into remission December 2021 once that was done then it was like once the, you know, we knew that this process was working, we didn't know if I was in remission yet, but mm. once we knew the process was working, it was like, and, and it wasn't all about like, if I was about to die right there, it was like, wait a minute, how am I going, how, how am I going to pay for anything? How am I going to live? How are we yeah. going to like do, do anything? So it, it became this really scary thing that was building up, building up, building up. And I kid you not, um, that, that happened. And it was like, just relief, just relief. Yeah, and I'm sure that helps out a lot mentally, like you were just saying, because, uh, you know, and a lot of people may not be like as mystic as I am, but like, you know, I think stress in general causes a lot of uh, issues for people like- How are we, how are me and my girl gonna pay for our apartment? Right, yeah, that's one, but like, and then that stress is also added on top of like the stress of dealing with your battle. And that's what happened, that was a conversation. I, I hate, I feel like embarrassed saying that, but she looked at me and she's like, she said, she said it like, I think a day, like a couple of days before, she's like, how are we gonna pay rent? Yeah. And we know we knew the guy we were paying rent to, so it was even worse. It wasn't like, it wasn't like it was some scummy landlord, oh, fuck <laughs> the landlords, it was like a friend where like, it was going to it was like creating this trickle down effect where it was like oh my god like we're going to like hurt people like everyone's going to be affected by this yeah. everyone this sucks and um yeah once that gofundme went up it was just just relief yeah i mean it's crazy to see like the outpour of, you know of support not only for your gofundmes but for Many of the GoFundMe's that are um shout out maddie shout yeah. out you're the knife yeah that one that was a big one too she's got i mean they've they definitely need all that but uh you know there's a long long road for her i'm assuming uh for recovery so yeah i mean and again geez louise man that's got to be scary dealing with that too but uh yeah i think stress doesn't do well for the body and i think it causes a lot of you know ailments to humans in general so i know that like you know when you have that kind of support it probably helps you know your fight mentally you know, you mentally are prepared to fight even more. Oh, and, dude, now I just feel like I owe the world everything. Yeah. I, like, I really, I really do. It's just like, I, I have a second chance at doing this. Like, I, I have to do something right. Nice. Um, yeah, so, um, and in, in that, like, what are what are some of the things that you're trying to do right? Just live every day right? Or is there something, no. like a bigger movement that you're trying to... Fuck that. No way. Like, we were talking at the beginning of the podcast about eating, dude. I just went to the friendly toast and just hammer down food. Like, <laughs> like, like there's only so much one person could do in that sense. You know what I mean? But like, um, like I'm not a cigarette smoker, but I mean like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if somebody has to smoke a cig, they have to smoke a cig. Um, uh, 
in that sense, it's more like um, I just want to shed light as far as cancer goes, specifically to a bone marrow transplant and uh, how necessary it is to like build a registry. I don't know how my chance I would be dead 20 years ago easily. And like um, hmm. be the match.org, the whole thing is when you sign up for that, like you, uh, and that's how everyone's able to find these matches because we all have the internet and we can all communicate on here globally. And, um, you know, it's part of like what, you know, the concept of globalization and why it is important. And um, especially for, Blacks, Latinos. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because um, you shed like you, yeah. you're talking about no, that on the other on Hardlore, and I was like, it, yeah. is that still now that we're like bringing up that stuff, I'll bring it up again because I in that in that sense, it was I was still like really sick at that time when mm -hmm. I did that Hardlore, and like sick is in like recovery from the bone marrow transplant and the chemo I got takes at least 365 days, and I played that show, um, I don't know, five months, six months after I got wow. that thing, so it was like. That's not I just sent it, you know, and um, I'm glad I did, but because uh, you only live once. Yeah, that's true. But um, YOLO, I think they say. Yeah, that's what they used to say. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, but yeah, like uh, transplants for creating, creating that, be the match.org, creating that and signing up for that is super important because I don't know the reason, but there are so many white people that are signed up for it on from like uh, other countries like uh, Poland, that's where my donation was from, Germany, um, a lot of European countries. And there's not from America. There's not as many from the United States, mm -hmm. I believe. I could be wrong, but my point is like, if we can have, if we, if we can get that registry way, way bigger, it does not even matter about race anymore because if we make it so big, everyone, everyone will come in of all different ethnicities and then there will be more the chances of somebody who needs a bone marrow transplant and that's just about bone marrow transplant there's mm -hmm. other types of transplants too it will grow so being an advocate of that is definitely something i am uh i really want to do long term i don't it's still so soon to figure out how to do it properly but um i know for a fact that's like i I want to do more than build awareness. You know, I want to create change. Yeah. I wonder, uh, are you going to do something like the merch booth? Maybe like have people like either informed about something like that or sign up? That's such a good idea. Um, <laughs> you know, that's such a good idea. Maybe. No, like that. that's that's how these things happen. I mean, that, I just think you about know, like when I used to go to hardcore yeah. shows and when I was a kid, it was like PETA pamphlets were all over the place at every hardcore yeah, yeah. show. So. I don't, you don't even need the, the pamphlet. Everyone knows you throw the pamphlet on the ground. You just sign up your name, then you get the email. And once you get that email, you might be like, you know what? Okay, I'm signed yeah. up. Or you do sign up and then you get the email being like, do you want a swab to do this? And then you can figure it out. So that's that's why I like it. It's like, it's I just really suggest just signing up for be the match.org. But doing that at the merch table sounds good. I mean, it might be a good idea because then, like, if you're there, you can talk about it, you know what I mean? And you can answer yeah. questions. I'm glad I could yeah. put that in your yeah, head. Yeah, that's a great idea. I have really, that's, that's, it's high level marketing, Mark. I like that. <laughs> you can call me Mark if I'm marketing. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last, <laughs> there's two more things I, I just was thinking about something, but I'm yeah. going to. I'll talk about the other thing really quick because it's an easy one. Yeah, and maybe yeah, yeah. that'll come back to me, which it may not. But 
so prior to going in to the hospital, you had like a longer hair situation. Uh, yeah. Are you going to get longer hair anymore or are you just like the short hair kind of vibe now? Dude, I think it's, it's fate. I think I'm short hair now and everyone else in the band is long hair and they'll just keep banging their heads. And I've also never been center stage. This is my first time taking center stage. Mm. I've always, I get like really nervous and anxious when it comes to playing live. So I've always like been on the left or the right or like the center cockeyed until uh, we played our first show at America's, uh, first show back at America's Hardcore 2022. I was like, I'm going center. I'm just lead singer, center stage. I'm doing it. So it's a whole new vibe. Mm. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm not I'm not recalling the, the last thing I'm going to ask, so I'm just going to yeah. forego that. But anyway, if you've made it this far, definitely check out BeTheMatch.org. We'll have the link in the description. Mark, thank you for coming on to the show. It's been a pleasure. Uh, if you haven't checked out Fuming Mouth, definitely check it out. New album is out November 3rd. Probably already out right now through Nuclear Blast. Oh, wait. How did you get in with Nuclear Blast? That's what something I was going to ask earlier. I just forgot. So many people. So many people. Like... um. Uh, the first person, Fred Espy and Dismember, he did sound for us. Um, he's the drummer of Dismember, and they're, they're a huge influence on us. He did sound for us in Brooklyn, and uh, he he had very good things to say about us. And he, he, I think he was the one who kind of put it in our brain. Other labels were already talking to us. Then, um, you know, uh, I talked to Will Putney on the phone about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of got wind, and he... he, he he's recorded so many albums for so many labels that he knows the people in nuclear blast. And eventually, um, I spoke to Ian McFarland. He does videography. He's the basis of blood for blood. They're a hardcore band from Boston. And, um, they, uh, he, he found out. And eventually I think everyone just kind of started talking to Monty Connor, who is our artist in relations at nuclear blast. He used to be a Roadrunner, And, uh, yeah, I think eventually, Monty Connor was like, why do I just keep hearing the same fuming mouth? And then we got on a phone call and we both wanted the same things for the band and mm. it was we were off. You know? Awesome. I remember my remember my question now because you were talking about recording. Oh, what's good? So you kind of been working with Kurt for the last like album and the last two albums, right? You kind of just worked with Kurt uh, at God City. Uh, being a death metal artist and lover of death metal, have you ever thought about coming to Tampa or coming down to Tampa and doing like more sound or anything like around that area? I that is so crazy you said that. So Morrisound doesn't exist anymore. I know Morrisound, it's like a different different studio. No, 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 no. This is a great question. More because I did. I reached out to them if I could use it. The studio still exists and it's owned by the Trans Siberian Orchestra. That's their <laughs> practice space, and that is where they record music. Wow. I reached out to whoever manages Trans Siberian Orchestra, and I was like, "Is there a way we could bring down a producer?" to record in this room it's still more sound mm-hmm. it's still the same building and um god i got i got back an answer and whoever ma- does management for that building and for for them um they they entertain the idea but uh <laughs> at the time it didn't work out but i'm just for any death metal fans out there that love morbid angel or love any of the great records that came out of more sound it exists and like, or at least the building does from what I understand. So, you know, that would be, that would be a dream. Yeah. I mean, I just, you, what's weird is like, I used to live, like I lived in Tampa for a handful of years. I used to live like down the street from it and it was crazy just to. That's so cool. Yeah. And I had like a friend. That's how you knew you were meant for this. 
I mean, I've been doing, honestly, I've been doing this for a longer period of time than people know. I had a, my own website when I was like 16 years old that I would take news from Lambgoat and post it on my own website. So it's come that circle so cool. now, you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I think I heard about more sound when I was really young and a friend of mine was in a band called, uh, they were like a new metal band or new metal adjacent band. Uh, they were called Calm, C-A-L-M, and they originally, they eventually went and uh, became a Phoenix Morning, who was also signed to Metal Blade. But the the Calm group played or recorded like an EP or something like that in Morrisound, and that's how I kind of got wind of it. And then oh, I started shit. finding out that like, oh, they recorded with like every other out, like every other band. Yeah, like Napalm Death, Death yeah, is yeah. flying overseas to yeah. record there. Yeah, to record their third album because they're like, we want to do it well. We want <laughs> to be big. Yeah, you know. So yeah. that's that's kind of how I kind of found out about that when at a younger age before I even listened to any like kind new of death what, metal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, you know what I mean? yeah. All right, Mark. Now that we have Mark. those last two questions done, Last Day of Sun comes out November third. It's probably already out. Nuclear Blast. You could pre-save, order, whatever. You got a tour coming out with uh, fuck, Devil Masters. Devil Master. And then you and have Final, uh, Final Gasp. Gasp. Yeah, and that's Final uh, Gasp opening. Us in the middle, and Devil Master closing. It's going to be awesome. Do not fucking miss this. It will be pure evil. And if you're listening to us across the pond, you'll see Mark and the boys in January. Correct. That that is correct. Awesome. Still not announced yet, so this might be the first. Uh, <laughs> well, you guys you know, better hurry up. You got two weeks. <laughs> we got one festival announced over there, but all the UK, we're coming. We're coming for you. We're awesome. trying to figure out Wales right now. We, we I want to hit everywhere. Nice, nice. Well, you can do it. You can do okay. anything at this particular point, Mark. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz, and I'm Flynn McLean. Together, we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you. <laughs>